Well, one disappointed Leon Rose face as seen on the ESPN telecast, and here we are. What's up, you guys? We're back with Garden Vibes, the, the podcast focusing on those New York Knicks. And we are focusing on the fallout tonight of the 2020 NBA lottery. Yes, the for the highly coveted first overall pick, the Knicks had a chance. They were had the, they had the six best odds. Uh, I believe it was a 9% chance of getting the number one overall pick. Seemed okay, but not the best. They had a chance of going of falling between second no, first and fourth or sixth and tenth. And they ended up falling down. Yes, they fell down in the draft lottery. They fell down two spots, just like they did in 2019 from first to third. This time they went from sixth to eighth. In a all too familiar territory where they have picked in uh, an eight or nine slot now three of the past four years. Previously resulting in Frank Nielakina and Kevin Knox, both of which have not fully panned out so far yet so we're looking at here the for the full nba draft order for when this draft takes place in october we're just going to go through the lottery here you have minnesota getting the number one overall pick first time since carl anthony towns in 2015 golden state gets number two very much seemed like for a time they were going to get this pick <laughs> and really add another uh big force even though they can still do that here charlotte climbed to three Chicago at 4, Cleveland at 5, Atlanta at 6, Detroit 7, they also fell down, New York at 8, Washington 9, Phoenix 10, San Antonio 11, Sacramento 12, New Orleans 13, and Boston 14 via Memphis via a previous trade they made a couple of years back. So, yeah, the Knicks are at number 8 overall, and... This was a draft that you would see on Twitter from Knicks fans, even me saying, oh, if they fall down a couple spots or maybe if they don't win the number one pick, so be it. This is not that draft for that number one player. But the fact that they're now eighth overall, it's a little little disappointing. I mean, of course, it's a little disappointing to see them fall, but given where, where this draft is at, they could get one of these eight players that I'm going to list off, Killian Hayes, Anthony Edwards, Lamelo Ball, Onyeka Ongankwo, Devin Vassell, Tyrese Halliburton, James Wiseman, and Denny Abdija. And that's without including Isaac Okoro, Tyler Terry, Obi Topin, and Cole Anthony. So there is depth to this draft. There's just not that one or two or three players that I would say, oh, wow, these guys are going to turn into uh, superstars. Sure, someone could emerge from that, just like how in 2017 no one expected Donovan Mitchell to emerge into a star, or Victor, Victor Oladipo to take a, a few steps forward after being the number two pick in 2013, and other scenarios you can list off in weak drafts, or, or I should say weak drafts, but some questionable areas of the draft. But, yeah, they have a chance at someone who could fit in. They have a chance at getting a ball handler, uh, playmaker, which they desperately need, because, sorry, Knicks fans, Frank Nielakina is not that guy. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., not that guy. So now we see if they can get someone or make perhaps a wing at some point at eight there, which they can. They definitely can, because Killian Hayes, Anthony Edwards, Lomelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, Tyler L. Terry, Cole Anthony, they're all in that range. I would expect expect at least one of them to be available. 
Uh, Wings-wise, it's not as deep, but classified LaMelo Ball as a wing, even though he doesn't really play great defense. Um, there's Devin Vassell, who can fit in as that. Um, there's someone who has free, freakish length, like Anyakwa Angankwa, who, yeah, with seven foot one wingspan to a six foot nine height, and then weight of almost 250 pounds. I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, so there, there are options on the board. I think they'll, they'll get a fine player. I think they'll at least get a fine role of player here. I don't think Knicks fans should, should expect a superstar at eight, unless someone surprise, surprisingly falls, like if a James Wiseman falls, who he doesn't have, he's not made to be a modern day NBA center. He's athletic, he can rim run, but he, and he can also defend, but he does not shoot. He does not have much of an outside shot. So he's someone who I could definitely see falling. Even though if this was a draft maybe 10 years ago, he would be the bona fide number one pick. No, no questions asked, even though he plays short in season due to his, uh, due to some NCA issues he had there and then eventually leaving school. So this draft could work out a few ways for the next year. I'm, I would really love to see him get Killian Hayes. That's my number one guy. He could be there at eight. Some draft boards have him as high as number one, like the one I'm looking at from the ringer.com. So I, what I like about Killian Hayes a lot is he's a, he's got nice height for a guard, six foot five, Wingspan of almost six foot nine. It's def- defensive potential there. He's making progress as a shooter, but most importantly, he can pass. He can distribute, play, make, set up for teammates. The Knicks do not have that guy, as I noted before. So he's he's the guy who I think has the most, I would say, offensive potential of the playmakers there. Because I think Lamelo Ball has a chance to be a very good playmaker, but I also see him along the lines a bit like his brother Alonzo, except just a little bit taller than him. And maybe a little more defensive potential there. So, I like Killian Hayes. I like him there. As the next guy, they might have to trade up a couple spots for him. Which we'll get into in a little bit. But he would be my guy there for the next if they can get him at number 8. Which is possible. Um, Tyrese Halberton is probably my next guy up who I really like them to see. Like to see them get at number 8 there in this range. And very easily could be there. I wouldn't be surprised if he's there either. He's got nice, nice body at six foot five, high six foot eight wingspan. Weight at one seventy five is a little light, lighter than I would want. So probably has to bulk up a little bit. But as a playmaker, for that, for how big he is, I I would take it. I would take it. I don't think that's bad. He's got he's got the good defensive potential. Um, yeah, and hell, even the ringer has him com- comparing a little bit to Shy Gilgis Alexander. I don't think that's bad. I don't think that's bad whatsoever. Um, there's other guys here that we can go through, like uh, Isaac Okoro, who could be a good wing, wing guy, but he's not much of an offensive threat, I don't think. Uh, Obi Toppin, who's very athletic, but he has no defensive ability really whatsoever, and that concerns me for a Knicks team that already has defensive concerns across the board besides Mitchell Robinson. There's... Anthony Edwards, I can't see him falling to the eight, but he he can score, but he was highly, highly inefficient in college due to a horrific three-point shot, which brought down his efficiency from inside the arc. If he can develop that 
from beyond the arc, he could be a dynamic offensive player. It's a big if, though, because otherwise he's a good ball handler and he's athletic and he's got some decent potential at a six foot four height with the six foot six foot nine wingspan. I don't think that's bad. Um, Knicks could get another big man like like Onyeka, but I I wouldn't want to see them do that. Just like. Wiseman, I mean, of course, if Wiseman falls to the eight, I mean, I guess you grab him, but it doesn't make a lot of sense when you got Mitchell Robinson there, who they seem pretty committed to. I don't love Denny Amnesia from Israel. He's versatile, but just a wing guy who I don't, I don't see. I don't know. He's missing a jump shot. Definitely missing a jump shot. He can do some things well. Nothing great, but well across the board. But that jump shot, I think, is going to hold him back, especially since he doesn't stand out really in one area. Uh, even though he he can play make from being six foot nine, but he's got a short six foot nine wingspan, and makes me a little, little concerned. A little concerned. I mean, six foot nine wingspan's not small necessarily, but for someone of his height, you would hope. I mean, for maybe something a little over seven foot. That would be a little more ideal. So it makes me a little concerned when he goes to defend against bigger guys. But, but of course, against smaller guys, he could easily overwhelm them, especially if, if used in, uh, in different kinds of uh, positional lineups, if you want to call it that. So there's a bunch of guys here. There's a bunch of playmakers. There's, hell, if you even want to go down into less, less of a playmaker, I should say, Cole Anthony, who is more of a scorer, more of that guy who exudes confidence that can really fit into a massive square garden environment whenever there's fans there. But I also see him as just more of a energy scoring guy off the bench in a, I guess, like a Patty Mills-ish kind of role. He's energy. He's got energy. He's small. He's never going to be a good defender unless you uh, hide him. But scoring bunches uh, reminds me a little bit of like a J.R. Smith in a way. So... If the Knicks were lower in the lottery, I would say him. But I go, I could also see him as a threat to go inside the top ten if if a team really likes how he can score in bunches and be that guy off the bench. Since again, this is not that deep kind of draft, or I should say, not that deep in terms of star power and starters, but a lot of good good role players here. And of course, some of the this is going to make it look like this class is going to be a bust in 10 to 15 years. But I disagree. I disagree. I think we're gonna get a lot of a lot of solid pros here, and including for whoever the next get at eight, because they have a good chance of getting a solid player here. Since everyone's big boards are gonna be so much in flux, and James Wiseman could be number one on the next board, while the Timberwolves, well, excuse me, while the Suns could have I don't know, Halliburton number one, or Ball number one, or Okoro, number two or three, when he could be 15 on someone else's board. It's going to be one of those drafts. It's going to be one of those classes. And to me, it gives some excitement. I think, to me, it's going to make this draft very exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch, even though it's going to probably, I mean, I'm going to figure it gets done all virtually, just like how the NFL draft <laughs> went down. Maybe not in Adam Silver's basement, but in a more controlled environment where Silver is bubbled in and he'll stand on a podium just like Mark Tatum did tonight reading off the lottery selections and proceed from there and make this a, hopefully, a good night through uh, through Zoom, <laughs> I guess. So, there's also another guy I should just list off here, 
I hope I'm saying his name is right. Alexej Pokusevsky, who I've seen as kind of rising a little bit. He's seven foot tall, seven foot three wingspan. He moves like a guard, and he plays like a guard. But he's rail thin at 200 pounds, and he can shoot them. Might not defend well, but he could be that guy who maybe gains some steam as the draft process goes on over next over these next two months. I could very very well see that maybe sneaking into the top ten. Maybe Chris Tapps Porzingish ish. <laughs> I mean, even though I'm reading off comparisons, that of Shrimp, Lamar Odom, that's probably more realistic. But he's someone who I definitely want to do a little more research, a little more insight into to learn about here. Um, a couple other guys down the board who I don't think are going to be available for the Knicks in the middle of the draft, but maybe later on. There's Josh Green, RJ Hampton, Patrick Williams, um... Jaden McDaniels, Nico Mannion, those guys who fly around, Theo Maladon. Because remember, the Knicks do have a, a low first-round pick from the Clippers, I believe. It comes in at number 27 this year. Yes, 27. So they have a chance that someone... Is it going to be someone that makes a huge impact? Probably not. But maybe a guy who they throw on a... Throw at the end of the bench, let him develop, the bench, let him develop or perhaps use it as... Ammo for going after a trade-up, perhaps. I could very well see the Knicks being in play for a trade-up if they want, if they really set their sights on a guy they want. Could be Tyrese Halliburton if they move up a little bit. Someone who I really like a lot that could go in the top five. Um, Killian Hayes, another guy, too, who could go in the top five. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to go get LaMelo Ball. But if they can move up, perhaps, from number eight to maybe in that four to six range, I could see it being a possibility, especially to leap over a team like uh, Washington, who's going to need, who's probably going to need a guard, a playmaking guard to bat, back up um, John Wall, because we don't know how John Wall is going to come back off his uh, his multiple terrible injuries, and Brad Beal, which who knows what his future is going to be in Washington, so... Um, so maybe get pet, even though they're of course selecting behind the Knicks. If they get a little past them and prevent Washington from trading up, that could be a possibility. That also means probably leaping, leapfrogging, frogging Detroit and going into Atlanta's spot because Atlanta has Trey Young, Kevin Herter already for that backcourt. Perhaps they can go back a little bit, maybe get another wing, get another big guy, or maybe add to their guard depth without maybe uh, worth finding someone else that they want later on. There's also Cleveland, too, who just took Colin Sexton and Darius Garland over the past two years. So they're not really in position for a guard. So the Knicks could trade up to either one of those two spots there. I think it's realistic. Probably not Detroit. <laughs> I mean, even though it's just one spot, but Detroit is probably going to end up in a full-scale rebuild because they traded away Andre Drummond. Blake Griffin is just a shell of himself at this point. And... They have Seiko Dumbuya from last year's draft, but they have so many other things they need to work on to get this team together. It includes re-signing Christian Wood and just gathering young pieces to hopefully put something okay together because this team spent a lot of money on bad players. They traded away picks in recent years, and now they're just kind of a big, gigantic mess playing in a new arena. So the Knicks can get past them, maybe get into that, Cleveland, Atlanta spot. Hell, maybe even Chicago. Possibility. Um, 
I can't see it going into the Charlotte Golden State Minnesota range. I think it's a little too much, unless they add another, unless maybe they add a Dallas 2021 or 2023 pick in there. I think I don't think this is that draft though. Maybe if there's a better class next year, which I think there should be, maybe then. But right now, no. So next have eight. 27 and 38. I don't think that's bad whatsoever. They'll add pieces to her foundation. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I don't think it's too too bad. And yeah, they'll have they'll try to make some better success off of that previous eight nine range where Kevin Knox and uh, Frank Nielakina were in previous years. So we'll dive into that in a future podcast and. When we, because I mean, we're gonna have a lot of content to make over the next couple months here, especially if we record more than once a week. So it's gonna be a lot of draft. It's gonna be a lot of off-season speculation, and it should be an interesting uh, thing to carry out here. Um, so thanks for tuning in, and hope you give this a listen. Or yeah, whether you're a Knicks fan, NBA fan, or whatnot, um, you can go follow me at Real Rob Wilkin. My name is Robert Wilkenbrot. Oh, I should say that probably that that Twitter handle is going to change sometime soon. But yeah, my my uh, yeah my my name is Robert Wilkenbrot, and you can go check me out for more uh, coverage of yeah the podcast stuff here, talking Knicks, and I also cover the Spurs for Forbes.com and the Toronto Raptors for Hoops Habit. So talk soon. <laughs>